clear purpose, plan and destiny for each and every individual, every son and daughter of this. And for us in the marketplace, much of that will involve what we do in the work that we have, right? And that's part of God's purpose uh, for us. And uh, today I just felt that uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about prayer. Um, and, you know, so, you know, I guess all of us, all of us pray, right? Uh, we say grace, we, we go to church, you know, some of us in our churches, we have set liturgy, we have set prayer, some of us uh, have a bit more free flow, but all of us know how to pray. And, and sometimes prayer can be a scary thing. I was just talking about it with, with Gracie. Some of you have gone to those kind of prayer meetings and sometimes you, you're the sort that's not maybe like, you know, so bold. Sometimes you hear people speaking, wow, fili fada fala, like the way they pray is like, wow, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, and, and sometimes it, 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 it intimidates us. But I, I believe that there is so much in prayer that the church and especially us in the marketplace really need to access so that we can begin to release God's purpose in our lives and also in, in the places that God has put us in. Um, so maybe while you're eating I'll just pray and then I'll just uh, kind of start uh, to share so Father I just thank you for this beautiful opportunity and thank you for this beautiful place that you have uh, gathered your believers together and Lord even as we, we just go around your word today Lord that you will strengthen us you will encourage us and above all let the name of Jesus be exalted and lifted high in this place Lord just thank you in Jesus name Amen, Amen. so I'm just going to be speaking uh, from, from Daniel chapter 10 and I just want to share something about prayer from there I'm just going to read the passage if, if you have your Bibles feel free to turn to, to Daniel chapter 10 I'm going to just start with a couple of verses there and then just to set the context Daniel uh, is probably the premier example of a marketplace Christian right uh, held in captivity brought up in the Babylonian system, he was educated in their, their, their education system. He was a top class graduate. If in our modern terms, he will be the public service commission scholar or the president scholar equivalent, right? Uh, and God used a foreigner in this land, right? Foreign talent. Uh, Singapore always talk about foreign talent. And Daniel was a foreign talent in the Babylonian civil service. And, and God used him over the course of four kings. He was actually an old man. Uh, by the time uh, uh, he goes through his service and a lot of times people read Daniel and they always see this picture this young man you know and I, I read children's story books to my kids right so I always talk about Daniel and the lion's den and how Daniel was thrown in and actually one of the reasons why the lion this is a joke like, okay in case later you think I'm blaspheming <laughs> it's a joke. but it's true and one of the reasons why they didn't run to eat Daniel right you know a lot of times we have this picture of a young handsome man getting thrown in actually by the time he was thrown in he was in his 80s already <laughs> he, you know he probably not, not so attractive to the lions as he was uh, in his younger days when his friends were thrown into the fire but Daniel lived a, a long and, and, and productive life in the marketplace right he was essentially you know, in the government, in the civil service. And he's an example of someone who understood the, the purposes of God, understood his place in history, but at the same time, he had so much access to the Lord because he understood what prayer was about, right? And I, I just want to share from that uh, context, and I'm going to speak from Daniel chapter 10. Uh, it starts in verse 1. It says, it's In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belfasar. Belfasar was actually the name that the the, the, the king of Babylon actually gave to him. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. Right? What this was saying is Daniel was contending for something. He was seeking a message, a revelation from God. But it took some time for that message to come down. And some of us have really felt that before that we pray and it takes time for the answer to come. Right? 
uh, you know, all of us have probably gone through that experience and Daniel was going through the same thing and he understood the message, had the understanding of the vision and verse 2 goes on to say, in those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoy myself at all till the three whole weeks were fulfilled. And, you know, I think if you, in your churches, you may have seen we are in the season of the 40-day prayer and fast, right? And uh, this is Daniel is doing the Daniel fast, right? Uh, basically, a, 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 a vegan, uh, vegetarian uh, kind of fast. So no, no, no meats and stuff like that. And he was in that period of uh, seeking the Lord in prayer and fasting. And, and this is where the story begins to get interesting, right? On verse 4, when the, On the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold. His body was like barrel, his face had the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. So Daniel was experiencing what we call an open vision, right? He could see with his eyes and he was having essentially what was called an angelic encounter. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them and they fled to hid themselves. Therefore, I was left alone with this great vision and no strength remained in me for my vigor was turned to fury, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his voice. While I heard the sound of his voice, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Um, and so here you see Daniel was contending. He was, he was pressing in to the Lord about a question. He was asking God to give him a, a, a revelation. And op- he waited three weeks for that answer. And suddenly at this point, God sent an angel to begin to explain to him the answer. Right? And it goes on to say in verse 10, it says, Suddenly a hand touched me which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I am speaking to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Verse 12, he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before the Lord. The words, your words were heard, and I have come to you because of your words. Right? And one of the things I just wanted to share is that Prayer is dependent on the reality that we are aware of. What do I mean that this? We, we often pray regarding our context, right? So maybe I'm, 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 I'm having some problems at home. My, my prayer life will be focused on my family issues. I'm having struggles at work. You know, my, my prayer life will be focused on, on the issues at work. As a student, your prayer life is solely around your exams. And, you know, most likely your future spouse or partner, right? There's the top two, top two prayer requests that, that, that always come to the Lord. Uh. Uh, exams and then who's my, my future husband or wife, right? But John Piper, right? The, the American pastor, theologian, he said this, until you know that life is war, you cannot know what prayer is for. Until you know that life is war, you cannot know what prayer is for. Right? And there's a context to prayer that, that sometimes we don't often talk about, but we need to understand that, that our, our sense of our reality, what we are looking at, will affect our prayer life. Right? And I, I just want to, to set that context to you. But the first thing I want us to realize this is that, you see, Daniel had this delay in answers. And sometimes we feel like that, like God doesn't hear our prayers. But immediately the angel told him, he said this, right, in verse 11. He says, O man, greatly beloved. That's the way that God always speaks to you. You know that you're hearing an answer from God because it starts with these words, greatly beloved. And when God always gives an answer and a response, it always comes from a heart of love because God is a father. Right? And he starts with Daniel, greatly beloved. Understand the words I'm speaking. And he goes on to say, verse 12, For from the first day you set your heart to understand, your words were heard. 
And the first thing we need to understand is that when sometimes we give up in prayer because we don't know if God is hearing us. And Daniel here assures us that the moment we pray, those words are known before the throne, right? So your, your prayers are always heard, right? So we, might, we, we always I must distinguish between the answer and the hearing. But God wants us to know that every prayer we have prayed, He hears it. Right? But the second thing we need to understand is this, that our prayers actually have impact and influence on the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. We, we live in the natural realm. Right? Paul talks about, uh, in, in one of his letters, he said, I was caught up to the third heaven. Right? And, and he experienced and saw things that he couldn't see. Right? And so if there's a third heaven, there must be a first and a second heaven. And what does that mean? The third heaven is where God fr- God's throne is. Right before the king of kings, in the, in, in, in the midst of his throne room is the third heaven where the presence of God itself is dwelling. Right? Um, the first heaven is our natural, have, our natural earth. Right? This is where we are, we see each other, we interact in the physical realm. Right? But there's a second realm, which is the spiritual realm, the realm that we don't see. But we must understand that the higher realms always impact the lower realms. What does that mean? Anything that happens in heaven will affect earth, right? Anything that happens in the second heaven will affect earth, right? Second heaven, the spiritual realm, is where we meet the angelic, where we experience the the, the manifestation of the powers of God, where also the devil, Satan, is called the prince of the air, right? He has authority in a, in a realm in the spirit, right? So we need to understand that our prayers actually activate angels. Do you know that? That God has given you such authority that when you pray, you actually activate angels. And how do I know this? Let's continue to read what happened to Daniel, right? In verse 12, uh, 13, it says this, right? But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. So see, what happened is that God heard the prayer. Daniel's prayer went up straight to the throne room in the third heaven. God heard the prayer. Immediately, God dispatched an angel with the answer. But what happened is that the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood. He means a demonic force. and uh, 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 One of the, 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 the warriors in, in the, the, the devil's army began to oppose. So you understand that in, that's why John Piper was saying, unless you understand life is war, you cannot know what prayer is for. In the midst over us, there is an unseen spiritual battle going on. Right? Ultimately, we know who is the victor. The Bible is very clear. Jesus wins, period. Jesus also said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me because of what Jesus did on the cross. Right? But the problem is that believers, we don't understand our access to this authority. Right? But our prayers activate angels. Our prayers have influence in the spiritual realm. So here, the, the, the messenger angel was coming to Daniel while he was intercepted by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And this is giving us an insight into the spiritual realm. Right now, there's not many churches talk about spiritual warfare, you know, spiritual mapping. Last time in the eighties, uh, this like happening topic. Every week you hear cell group, wow, this demon cast out that one. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, like uh, not so not so overt, right? But it's still there. And since they are the king, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, one thing we understand that that the spiritual realm operates like the political realm. There are assigned angels, God's angels assigned over people and territories, just as the devil will assign demonic spirits over places, mm-hmm. right? And you understand that when we go into a place and sometimes we end up contending. Um, one of the reasons why I set up the prayer room is, was because two years ago, I, 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 I felt so burdened that I wanted to do an outreach to reach out to people in the marketplace. So I, I set up this, um, we arranged this uh, Good Friday event where we kind of hosted, we got a speaker in, worship leader, you know, like a little church service 
with the hope of evangelizing and sharing the gospel with people to, who work in this area. And it was an amazing thing. We had like 50 people who came, half of which were not Christians, right? And it's a, re- a really amazing response. Many who have not even been to church before. Um, and, and, and as I went into the event, I thought, wow, well, this is so exciting, you know. And, you know, I, I tried my best to make sure that nothing physically can go wrong. So I got my friend who is a, a very, very experienced uh, worship leader, you know, leads, leads crowds in front of hundreds and all that kind of thing. He never has a problem. You know, I got a speaker who is uh, one of the elders in, in, in one of the churches, again, a very senior person, actually a, a, a retired banker. So, again, very seasoned experience. So I was expecting, like, wow, well, you know, God is just going to send the word and then I'm going to see, like, uh, you know, salvation and people are gonna gonna turn to the Lord on 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 Good Friday, right? Right in the CBD, we just actually held it uh, just across from uh, La Pasa, and 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 what happened that during the event, I I for the first time I ever seen my friend who was leading worship, all of a sudden he was playing a song, just a simple song. He was singing, "I could sing of your love forever," and then he suddenly just stops it. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I I can't play. I can't go on. Can someone come and pray for me? I've never seen it. I've known him for years, a decade or more. And I've never seen that happen. And then the, you know, the, the, the speaker came and prayed over him and then we continued. And then after that, the speaker also shared, you know, and he was telling me after that that he just felt he couldn't progress the message, you know, that, that there was something that he just couldn't go on. And that struck me and realized, and I, I looked at, at Daniel chapter 10 and I realized that the, the, the enemy was trying to guard it's territory, right? You must understand the territory is belongs to the Lord. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to the Lord, but the devil is illegally possessing all this because Christians are not exercising their authority. And that made me realize that, wow, you know, there's so much good work, you know, and maybe you all have felt it before. Like sometimes you were trying to reach out to someone or you're praying for, for a loved one and there's this opposition because why? In, in the spiritual realm, the devil will try to oppose the plans of God. And all the more we need to understand that our prayers, our intercession. So Daniel, for that three weeks, as the devil was opposing this messenger angel, Daniel was pressing in prayer and fasting. And the Lord was actually, through that, sending reinforcements to this angel. So we need to understand that God hears our prayers. And if we are praying, let's say we are interceding for a loved one, a situation or whatever it is, we, we don't give up. Because God has heard the, the answer, heard the prayer. The answer is with the Lord. The breakthrough will come, but we need to be willing to contend and press in. Right? And, 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 and know that as we keep praying, it's, it's not about our effort. Right? It's not about our effort that the harder we pray, but we understand that there is a spiritual battle going on. That it's not about that. God is trying to say, no, you pray harder. Huh? Well, your prayers sound better. I answer your prayers first. God doesn't have that kind of queuing system. But we need to understand, especially as we go into what I call kingdom purposes. Right, that we we are praying over salvations, we are praying for transformations of city, we are praying over uh, 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 the revival in Singapore and all these things. The devil intends to oppose, right? But we need to understand that we have an influence in the spiritual realm, right? And the next thing that you you come and and goes on to say, right? But the prince of kingdom of kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I left I was left alone there with the kings of Persia, right? And so what happened as as God as Daniel continued to pray, God sent reinforcement, angelic forces, to assist the messenger that's coming in. So you can you see your your prayers carry so much authority. Right, we, we, we must never doubt, right? Especially, I, I just feel this so strongly. I, I don't know how many of you come from families where maybe you have people unsaved, but the word of God is very clear. You and your household shall be saved. And as believers, we need to stand on that. 
that's our authority. The devil will tell us otherwise, but we stand on that authority. Right? You see, when when Moses led the children of Egypt out of of, of uh, children of Israel out of Egypt, you know, on the pass overnight, what did he have to do? He had to paint the doorpost of the house with blood. Right? You see, it didn't require every person in their household to paint the blood. Only one person needed to do it, and everyone in their household was saved. And the same thing too, when we understand that that authority is given to us and that promise is given to us, we stand and we continue to press in and intercede over that. Because all it takes is one person who's willing to stand in the gap. It takes one person who is willing to apply the blood of Jesus. Right? I just want to encourage you over this, that you, you pray, especially for your family members, if you are going through, whether it's cancer, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's marriage issues, whatever it is, that we as the Israelites did, we paint the blood of Jesus over the doorposts of our house. Right? As, even as parents, that we, we, we pray that over our children, we cover them with the blood of Jesus, and we know that the Lord is protecting them. It just takes, takes one person, and just took this Daniel, one person interceding for a breakthrough, in the spiritual realm to happen and maybe you feel alone in that situation that you are at home or in your church or even in your office wherever it may be you may feel alone but it only takes one person who's willing to contend and you realize that you are not alone just like how god opened the eyes of the prophet to see all the angelic hosts on the mountains right surrounding the armies when he thought he was alone he never needs to be afraid because we know that with god all things are possible, right? So I just want to encourage you, especially those who are pressing in and, and, and fearful, whether it's about your, your family member or, or a, a situation that you know that as you continue to contend, God has already heard you and God will bring the answer at the appointed time. And the devil will try to oppose you. That is why it may be difficult to bring someone to Christ. You know, you, I, I struggle with that in my own family. We are praying for, for, for one of our, 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 our loved ones. And you know, situations, you know, there's all kinds of vice and problems like that. But we stand on the promise because God said, you, know, you and your household shall be saved. Right? Today, salvation, when, when God, even Jesus, when he spoke to Zacchaeus, the man, the, the, the rich tax collector, and he said, you know, uh, I need to dine in your house today. And Zacchaeus talked about you know, changing his life. And Jesus said, today salvation has come to this household. Right? Isn't that so amazing that God only takes one open heart in the house and God will bring his purposes into that place. Right? All he needs is one um, willing vessel. The next thing we need to understand is that prayer opposite operates within set authority structures. What, 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 is, what does that mean? That we understand that, that the devil is also constrained. He, he can't impact you. Right? A lot of us are fearful. We think, oh, I'm going to be joked. <laughs> God, God's done with that. Right? God is done with that. He's paid all of that upon the cross through Jesus. Right? And we need to know that we have that authority of access. Right? For we have a high priest who is able to sympathize, understand all our weaknesses, and we can therefore go boldly to the throne of God. So today I just want to ask you, what are you contending for? What is it? Is it family? Is it, is it your family? Is it your, your workplace? Is it whatever it is? Peter tells us, right? Cast your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. Right? And, and, and it is pride. It is pride to think that God doesn't care. And it's pride to think that we shouldn't pray, even over the slightest situation. You know, it's so interesting when Peter talked about that verse, he said, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. The, the context, the, the, the preceding verses actually said this, 
it's about humility. That when we, we, we are willing to humble ourselves, we realize that God cares intimately about all the details of our life. And, and I want to encourage you, even in the context that you are in, you know, whether you belong to, to, to EY or, or, or other organizations, that, that God has therefore given you an authority over that place. Just like how Daniel was in Persia, and even though there was a spirit, we need to understand this, that, that the, the, the devil is interested in your office, even if you are not. He is able to put stress, he is able to put obstacles in ways of people's life so that all they can think about is the material world and focus. But do you need to understand that you may not be the CEO, you may not be the partner, but the lowest ranking Christian is the highest spiritual authority in that place because you have access to the Father, right? And you have authority, whether it be in your household or in, your, in the marketplace, you have an authority because you are a child of God. Right? And Daniel understood that, that even though the devil had the prince ruling over, uh, authority ruling over that place, one man, Daniel, could stand in the gap and press in in intercession and see a breakthrough come. Right? And the last thing I want you to remember is this, that God always fulfills his word in his appointed time and purpose. Right? That God will bring about the fulfillment of his word. Whatever God promises, He will bring to fulfillment. And we need to understand because that rests on, on the promise that it's not about us, but because God is our Father. Right? And He is the one who will bring these things to fulfillment. But the, the challenge for us is this. Can we trust Him? Can we trust Him just like how Daniel was willing to stand? Even though he said, three weeks, I haven't heard from you, God, but I know you're there. You know, it's like when you're in love. You know, maybe you haven't heard from your, you know, your girlfriend, boyfriend, child, or whoever. And, or, you know, especially if your parents, if your, your child has gone away for three weeks, you, you don't stop loving them just because you don't see them. <coughs> right? And it's the same with the Father, that His love for us never wavers or never, never fades, regardless of distance or time. Right? Because He promises us, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. But God will bring about the promises in His time. Right? And are we willing to stand on promises because we trust His heart? Right? And that's the most important thing that God asks us. Do you trust my heart for you? You know, the, the famous verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, right? Everyone can quote this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. You take the word in the Hebrew. For I know the plans in, in the new... Um, in, the, in the NIV, it will say plans. But actually, that word in the Hebrew is the thoughts. And, 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 and how he reads in the Hebrew it says this for I know for I intimately know and experience the thoughts I think about you right that God is constantly thinking about you he says this in Isaiah right it says that as high as the my thoughts are higher than your thoughts my ways are higher than your ways which means that even God the way we think about ourselves uh, God thinks higher can you imagine that because he says my, I know the thoughts I have for you for your good for your future for, for your protection and he says my thoughts are higher than yours he, he sees us in a way that we don't even see ourselves that's why when he spoke to Daniel he said Daniel man greatly beloved of God and that is how God sees us you know that God has, has a way of seeing you that people around you may not see uh, you know um I last Christmas I, I got all my, my stuff a gift so I, I had this friend he's a prophetic artist so what he does is he prays and God gives him a word a picture for people so I just gave him a name one of our 
our colleagues. Her name is uh, Marilyn. Right, and he drew a picture for her, and behind the picture, he, he wrote these words. He says, you have a heart of gold. You know, and when I look at this girl, I cannot imagine, I would never think, <laughs> right? Uh, it's, it's her sister-in-law, so she would know better than me. But God saw her with that. God saw her and said, you are someone with a heart of gold. You know, and God sees you in that perspective, my thoughts are higher. You know, and sometimes we use that to berate ourselves that, oh God, we are so lowly, we are so weak. And God says, no, I see you in a perspective that you don't even see about yourself. And He sees you in a position of authority. He sees you in a person, position of influence. And most importantly, He sees you as someone who is dear to His heart. Oh Daniel, greatly beloved of God. Right? And if you begin to see yourself in that way and you begin to see others in that way, you begin to be able to access, understand God's heart for people. He who has the most love has the most influence. You know, oftentimes Christians we are criticized because we are we are like sometimes like insurance salesmen or new used car salesmen. Like, hey, how are you? Oh, is that good? Uh? Hey. And then sometimes we try very hard, you know, I've gone through that phase. Oh, you want to come to church? You also feel like I'm trying to sell you something. But you know, God has no agenda when He speaks to people. He causes the rain to, to, to pour on the good and the evil. Right? God's grace is available to all who are willing to accept it. And, and, and I want to encourage you that God sees you from that perspective, then you may not see yourself. Right? He said, goes on to say this in, in Ephesians 2, right? He says this, And you, he made alive who were dead in the trespasses and sins, which he once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince or the power of the air. Right? So we once walked in, in, in the control of the devil. Right? And it goes on to say, verse of But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ and raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places. To access your spiritual authority, you must understand you're not sitting on earth. You are seated in heavenly places. And that's what I mean when your, your prayer life is affected by your understanding of the reality that you operate in. As believers, we have access to the throne of God. We operate from heaven's perspective. No longer from bound by the flesh or the mind, but we, we have the mind of Christ. Right? That's what Apostle Paul tells us. And when we understand the mind of Christ is to release love, is to release joy, is to release blessings, is to release purpose over your life, your family's life, and the people around you, you begin to understand that you have an influence to steward in whatever place he goes on to say. Right? And Colossians 3, it says, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things. What does that mean? Access God's perspective on things. Right, access what God is trying to say. You know, uh, during the prayer room, we had, I think it was last month, I think it was Sumi, uh, and we started praying over the situation in the Lee family. Right, I think it was Sumi that began to pray over the Prime Minister and the whole family, and we just joined in and pray. And I'm not saying it's because of that prayer. I believe many Singaporeans have been interceding for the family. And suddenly you notice this whole month, quiet. Right? Set your mind on the things above. We, we look at the situation and we go in with the flesh and say, ha, ah, you know, God is judging Singapore, you know, or God is judging this family. No. God's desire is to love this family. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot imagine who want, God wants to love. Do you know that, you know, I, I heard this on one of the messages before, that God actually sent a prophet to Saddam Hussein before the US finally got him and gave him a chance to repent. And he said, I couldn't do it. But God would be willing to send a servant of his to Saddam Hussein. God sent Daniel 
to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was not a good guy. He probably made Saddam Hussein look like, uh, you know, look like the Queen of England or something like that, right? He was not a good man. But yet, yet Daniel could love Nebuchadnezzar, right? You read in how in the early chapters he talked about when, when, when Daniel had that vision, when that, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had that vision of what was going to happen to him and Daniel was given the interpretation and he said this, O king, if only this was not about you but about your enemies. You see, God, Daniel had so much love that he could love a hidden, uh, uh, evil king with the love of God. And, and being able to sit from heaven's perspective sets us free to do that. That even though people may hurt us, may cross us, may betray us, we are free to love because we know that God's heart for us is that I know the plans I have for you. Right? So I, I just want to, to close with this simple thought, which is, do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know that you are greatly beloved by Him? Do you know that He hears every prayer you pray? And do you know that He's given you authority over your family life, over your work life? Even in this nation as believers, we have authority to influence the spiritual realm. Right? And that God will never, for He says, for my, my, His gift and His calling are irrevocable. Right? And we thank God, it says that it's not just that he has a plan, because if we mess up the plan, he doesn't have another plan for us. But he says, I'm constantly thinking about you. God has many plans to get you where he wants you to go. And I want to encourage us that we don't give up on that. That we continue to press in, just like how Daniel contended for that three weeks. Press in. Right? And some of us may feel called to that, and maybe, you know... God wants us to come into a period of fasting and you can go. Whatever it is, lead, let the Lord lead you just like how he led Daniel into that place of breakthrough. But know for sure, God has heard every prayer that you have heard. Even prayers that you have forgotten, God has heard them. And some of you know what I'm talking about. That you had dreams that were broken, you had hearts that were broken, but God has heard those prayers. And you feel you may not once been the person you are, you used to be. But God doesn't see you that way. Oh, greatly beloved. Right? That's how He sees you. Right? Shall we pray? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sing this over us and, and, and let's just... Mm-hmm.